Welcome back to No Beer Left Behind. Thank you for joining us. This is going to be a bit of a special episode if the title didn't give it away, but it is holiday week for us here at No Beer Left Behind, and I think federal rules and regulations require us to give the host a week off during this holiday, I think for uh, rest recovery and maybe drying out, detoxifying, whatever it may be. We took the week off, but we wanted to... Uh, we, we discussed a few weeks back that we wanted to, um, revamp some of our old episodes, maybe re-release them. Uh, we archived them about six months ago, so they were probably, some of our older stuff is not available on iTunes, but we wanted to pick the best of the best and let y'all listen to it. So tonight, uh, I bring to you a special episode of Nobody Left Behind, an episode number five called Sharing Shirts little background, Brian was myself. <laughs> I was down here in Dallas recording, and the rest of the gang was up at Parker's house in Tulsa. This would have taken place in about March of 2015, so that puts a little bit of a time stamp on some things. And when the gang starts discussing politics, you may get a little, it may get a little cringeworthy looking back on things. But you know what? It is what it is, and that is no beer left behind. So I just want to give a quick beer count for myself before we head into it. I'm drinking a Lakewood uh, Grand Allowance. It is a wheat wine aged in Chardonnay barrels. A little fresh content for you before we go into a throwback episode. Uh, this Grand Allowance wheat wine is a damn fine if I don't say so myself. So I'm going to be sipping on this 12.8% ABV of goodness as we listen to a classic episode of No Beer Left Behind, episode number five, Sharing Shirts. Cheers. No Beer Left Behind podcast. It's me, Brian, here in Dallas, in Texas, all by myself for this episode, as the rest of the gang is up north in Tulsa, hanging out, sharing shirts, sharing good beer, and just in general, sharing technical difficulties. So uh, let's try to go around the horn and see what everyone's drinking, and I'm sure we'll figure out how they're doing tonight as we go around. So Frank, let's start with you. Hey, Brian. What are you drinking? I am having the Belgian style Vit by Anthem, and <clears throat> as you indicated, coming live from Tulsa. Uh, really enjoyed this Vit. It's an Oklahoma City brewery, I believe. Um, heard today that they're actually st- two of the brewers split off from Marshall um, and started this brewery. So, kind of a cool backstory, but uh, great flavor flow profile on the beer. A uh, lot of citrus coming through. Uh, very weedy. I enjoy it. Have you had this one? Yeah, actually, I have. I actually, I haven't had an Anthem beer that I didn't like. Their uh, Belgian Stout, their Wit beer, it, and they've had. I've had one other one. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but I remember the Wit is fantastic. It's got just that nice balance between like Belgian yeast character and any citrus additions that they might be doing. Yeah. Like, it's just good. And I heard a rumor this week that actually Anthem will be coming to North Texas, uh, hopefully sometime soon. Wow, that would be, yeah. I mean, if they make it down to Austin, I'm definitely going to get some. But as of yet, we don't don't have it, and it's tasty. I really enjoy it. We're also, everybody uh, in the Tulsa side, unfortunately, Brian being down in Dallas doesn't have one, but we we have a cup of uh, Anthem stout, barrel-aged stout. They they sell them in bombers. Uh, Everybody has a little taste of that, so we'll... 
during our next or, or our first beer count, we'll kind of all taste it and, and talk about that. Look forward to it, man. I, uh, I, I've seen they've done some other pretty cool barrel age versions. Like, um, they've done, I think they did a wheat wine last year that was brandy barrel aged or maybe it was rum barrel aged. Um, but they do some really cool stuff there in Oklahoma city. So I'm interested to see how you, what you guys think of it. No, definitely. We'll let you know um, the, uh, the, the, the one last thing that I wanted to say, if you've, <laughs> if you've ever done hot yoga, we're doing hot podcasting up here. Uh, <laughs> Andrew's upstairs and Frank closet does not have a very efficient <laughs> air conditioner. I am sweating. <laughs> like, it is not a small amount of sweat dripping from my forehead. Parker just sent a Nambla link in the chat. <laughs> yeah, I'm, keep, I'm keeping my attic authentic to the Anne Frankish. They didn't have AC back then, all right? <laughs> also, I don't think they had podcasting equipment up there either, but we'll let that slide. Well, her diary was kind of like her own podcast. Don't get started on the porn calendars and whatever the hell you have up here. <laughs> yeah, no, let's not take any photographic evidence up there because God only knows what, what lies up there. Too it's late. A, a VHS tape from, what, 89, 90? What was it? Yeah, it was. I think it's a 1989 uh, Learn How to Square Dance v, VHS. It's hilarious. <laughs> How are you going to teach like someone who's already perfect at square dancing? <laughs> Parker, why did you buy that? <laughs> I'm just trying to keep in shape. Yeah. <laughs> the the Chris Gaines way. Yeah. yeah. All right, Parker. Since uh, you're you're unmuted and your mic seems to be working for now, what are you what are you drinking this evening? That's right. I'm unmuted. I would just like to go back for a second to the uh, opening of this podcast. You you said that we were actually sharing shirts. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I said that, and as soon as it came out, I was like, "No, nah, I'm just gonna let it hang out in the ether." <laughs> You just went with it, so, and that's yeah, why I love you. I, I guess, but I guess we're not just... sharing shirts. Sorry, <laughs> we got yeah. new "No Beer Left Behind" uh, t-shirts, so look for those soon on the uh, on on our social media and, and nobeerleftbehind.com. We'll be giving some of those out for free to our listeners. But uh, yeah, we're we're close, but we're not that close. We don't share uh, clothing articles, so. Well, before, while we were working through some technical difficulties, I did hear Frank say that he was going to take his pants off. Um, to podcast and yeah that's correct that happened and then i thought he was just taking his pants off to his boxer so i was like ah that's a good idea i'm gonna take my pants off too and he was like no god damn it i've got basketball shorts to put back on so i didn't get that memo Um, but i was just thinking more in terms of uh convenience for use of my piss face so which god damn it I heard Willem really protest the use of the piss vase this episode, so we'll see he's, how it goes on throughout. He's the night. really uncomfortable with the idea, but I mean, I just told him not to look over here. You know, yeah. he I uses like- urinals next to other men in a restroom, and he doesn't look over at their dicks, right, Willem? Yeah, it's not the. Vi- I'm not worried about the visual. <laughs> You're like in your own corner over there. I'm worried about the sound and the smell leaching over here. You know what's wrong with a grown man taking a piss into a clear well, he's vase? Sitting upwind. <laughs> Apparently not. He's sitting upwind from Willem. <laughs> That's right. All right, I will try All right, to refrain. Let's get to it, Parker. What are you, Parker? What are you drinking tonight? Tonight I'm representing Tulsa, Oklahoma again. Uh, Marshall Brewing Company. Uh, this Machine IPA. It's a Belgian style IPA. Uh, as I think you've noticed a trend here lately, I'm a pretty big fan of IPAs, and of course Natural Light. But that's another story. <laughs> Um, it's pretty damn good though. I've never had it. This is my first night to try this one and it's pretty hoppy. It's not too much though. Uh, it's kind of got a little citrusy flavor to it, uh, but it's all in all pretty smooth. I like it. I'll definitely buy another six pack in the future. Nice. That's good to hear, man. Yes, sir. And, uh, think Willem, what do you, you're also drinking something from uh, Tulsa, correct? Yeah, I am drinking the Marshall, uh, Revival Red Ale. And that's a red IPA. Yeah, I think so. It's it's more hoppy than malty. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, I actually looked up their uh, their you you sent their beer advocate link, and it is not very helpful. <laughs> yeah, I, there was no description on that. I would say uh, being listed as an amber an American amber ale, yeah, it's going to be a little hoppier, 
probably the 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 thing that people don't realize is that uh, American Amber Ales are actually almost the exact same beer as an American Pale Ale, just with the addition of crystal malt. So it really uh, same hop flavor that you would f- that you would find in like a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale for the people okay. around the country. Um, that's what you would typically find in a in a true American Amber Ale. So I, I would bet that Marshall's pretty true to most styles. It sounds like uh, so that's probably what you're going to be. Probably what you're tasting there. So, good yeah, this is it's good. Uh, Parker and I traded one, so I gave him one of mine, and he gave me one of his. So I'm sure he'll get to tell you more about it later. Sharing is caring, guys. One team, one dream, right? <clears throat> yeah. Well, good deal. I, uh, I myself, I'm drinking a creme brulee, which is an imperial milk stout aged on vanilla from Southern Tier Brewing Company in Lakewood, New York. Um, it is a fantastic beer. Um, it smells like straight up bluebell vanilla ice cream and tastes like vanilla beans and chocolate stout. So it's a pretty dang good beer. And at 10% alcohol, this is going to be a fun podcast. So that's rough. um, Yeah. I mean, I figure we're not going to play around this podcast since we're starting a little bit later than normal. Um, we're going to, we're going to bring it. Should we should we be in a little unorthodox and do a beer count at the beginning of the cast? Yeah, I think it wouldn't hurt. What uh <laughs> what would you what 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 number of beer are you on right now, Willem? I'm polishing off number 3 right now. I yeah, I had yeah. I had like two before we ever even started recording. So I as well had two before we started recording. I had a Look forward uh, Southern to Tier 2X last call episode this week. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be something else. A shit show. Yeah. yeah it's to shit. say the least. So yeah. Um I had a two X one from Southern Tier, uh eight percent smash smash brew that they did, and Audacity's bulletproof pale ale from Denton, Texas. So a new brewery from up here. Pretty good stuff. Parker, how many Natty Lights did you shotgun before coming and doing the podcast? Well, surprisingly, I did not have a single Natty Light tonight yet. Actually, Willem has drank a Natty Light, I think. No? Negative? Okay, I'll take that back. He's thinking about it. Um, No, I've had a few uh, of these Marshalls. um, Had a couple Miller High Lives. uh, And... I think I would estimate that I'm probably around beer six. So, but well I've been done. drinking for a little that while. That might contribute to the amount of technical difficulties we were having. No, I think it may have been operator error. But in my defense, I have been drinking for a few hours. My uh, my my best friend uh, dog show Danny was over here earlier, and we were grilling out and drinking. I mean, that's a prereq to grilling. You know? I thought I was your best friend. I know. So did I. You just broke the news to everyone on the podcast. Thanks, Barbara. Uh, you guys are all my best friends. <laughs> Parker's like so, a street yeah. whore. I am. I solicit my best friendage. <laughs> what can you offer? Last me? week when you said when you said hand jobs to homeless people, like I want to set that as my ringtone. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, I really probably sank to an all time low there, but <laughs> I think well, it really it helped drive my point across. That was before you made it made mention that you were betting on the Special Olympics. So that's, that's true. That that was when I reached rock bottom. Yeah, yeah. We we had to talk to you about that afterwards. It got weird. Bill or little... Frank, where are you at in your beer count? So I started the night with a Marshall McNelly's ale. It's decent at best. I was not a big fan of that beer. Ooh. Um, damn. <laughs> then I had I had two uh, Miller High Lifes, the um, Anthem. And now I'm on another Miller High Life. So we've got four beers in. Um, I'm going to probably be switching to more crafty beer after this Miller High Life. I've just had this one sitting in front of me, so I grabbed it. Well, Frank, I know one of your like most ancient pastimes is working that pole. And, I mean, we're all aware of that. <laughs> but do you know who else really enjoyed working the poles this week? Was Mr. Bill Clinton? Oh my gosh, what a transition! He enjoyed working the pole so much, in fact, that he was working right outside of a pole to 
not necessarily straight up endorse his wife, who's running for the Democratic, or who's buying for the Democratic bid for the president, or for the Democratic presidential nominee. Um, but he's out there holding a little gathering. Anyone else have any information that they want to share with us? Yeah, yeah, I'd actually like to start off on this. So, <clears throat> uh, Super Tuesdays when this happened, um, I was on Twitter. You know, I was really excited about the whole day and like keeping up with the events. I had just finished voting, and I get on Twitter and I'm seeing uh, this lady from Massachusetts, this news reporter, tweeting about Bill Clinton is at polls and you know all this stuff. And then I remembered earlier in the morning I'd heard about. Uh, what they were calling electioneering near polls in Oklahoma, and they were saying if you're you're not allowed to electioneer within 300 feet of polls in Oklahoma, which means you know no shirts, buttons, you're not allowed to solicit people to vote for your candidate, all of that stuff. So I thought, well, does Massachusetts not have that law? Because he's pretty close to that polling place from the picture that I saw that she had posted, <clears throat> and I checked it out. And sure enough, they have theirs is 150 feet, so you know about half the distance. But still, he was he was closer than that. And then it was also, <clears throat> excuse me, he was closer than that. And it was also like on the ground. So regardless of the distance, you're not allowed to be on the grounds that the building is on. So I noticed it, and then later in the day, articles started coming out about you know, Bill Clinton was electioneering near polling places and so on. So it's pretty crazy. Yeah. So I, I saw that, um, article post. I, I mean, I think villain was actually the first one to send it to me, send the video. And it's funny because if you look at the, the comments on Reddit, the comments on the article itself, people are trying to make a very, very strong case for the fact that it wasn't electioneering. It was just him, getting people riled up to vote, which is hilarious because we all know Bill Clinton knew exactly what he was doing. There's no way that Bill Clinton was standing there going, uh, yeah, so I'm going to wake up this morning and just, you know, just go tell people, get out to vote, have a good time. So it was, it was definitely one of the more unique <clears throat> kind of squirmy events that happened on Super Tuesday and he'll get away with it. There's absolutely no way that anybody will hold him accountable being the former president of the United States. He banged an intern as yes. a president With and a still remained president. <laughs> Do they think that people were going to like get onto him for getting outside and telling people to vote? No, it, it's a blatant abuse of power is what it is. I mean, how hypocritical. You're not even supposed to have political signs within 100 yards of polling places, let alone this washed-up ex-president womanizer ass clown out there stumping for his bitch wife. I mean, come on. Like, really? I don't know. Yeah, it, he, he was giving stump speeches, is what people were saying. And he had security detail, and they were blocking entrances to uh, polling places, so you could even go as far as not just electioneering, but actually obstructing uh, people from voting, which is a very serious uh, offense. Yeah. So, it's yeah, it's pretty crazy. He'll get away with it, though. I mean, just like he got away with all the stuff he did in office. Yeah, it's frustrating. I honestly, like, I, I I'm not saying this as a person who just blindly supports one person or another person. I am. I do enjoy Bernie Sanders. I obviously support him, but um, it, you can't just blatantly cheat and get away with it every single time. Um, <clears throat> this is similar to the whole Ted Cruz bit where he sent people out in Iowa and told them, oh, you you, you don't want to caucus for Carson because he said he's dropping out tomorrow. And then that ended up definitely swaying the state. So Massachusetts, similar deal. Bernie lost by like, what, one and a half percent or something. It was something really tiny. Yeah, it's a very close and state. You can definitely trace that back to one person getting a couple of hundred people to vote for his wife. Like this isn't, it's serious. And they keep claiming that, like Bernie's only winning in the north and all he's doing is winning white states and Massachusetts is a pretty diverse state in areas and if if he's winning like Bernie was winning counties that or yeah counties that he wouldn't have that he would have been pretty surprised he would win um Worcester County very very diverse county actually people for some reason called it a college town it's not uh, Worcester is one of the poorest places in Massachusetts, if not the whole Northeast. 
Um, a lot of community college town. Community college at best, yeah. So they've got very diverse, um, big African American community, big Latin community. Um, I used to live right, maybe twenty miles away from Worcester. Uh, Bernie won that county. Uh, I, I find it hilarious that people think that this swaying of the vote didn't matter. Um, first off, like Hillary was just going to walk away with Massachusetts anyways. And then those same people come back and say he can't win diversity. And it's crazy. Like, sure, he didn't win Alabama because you guys keep yelling socialists from the rooftops. Like who in Alabama is going to vote for a a socialist? Like they probably get hung up in the street and B, like a guy that has has a message that spreads via the Internet, not via TV or the radio, like fairly certain Birmingham just now got not dial up. Not dial up. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Like like Hillary winning Alabama matters in November. It doesn't matter. Like Democrats don't win Alabama. Who cares? 90% 90% of those people's votes, no, not 90, 100% of their votes don't matter in the Electoral College. So her winning Alabama is not a point. It doesn't matter. Bernie is cleaning house in in states that matter come November, and he gets no credit for it. Um, they're already talking about the fact that he should drop out of the race. He's not dropping out. Come on, the man has damn near $100 million to spend this thing out till June. It's not happening. A, I would like to interject here. Uh, the electoral college is is primitive at best and is horse shit. Um, B, I do find it funny how uh, both sides are are coming out and trying to say, hey, you know, like you may like Bernie, but uh, just stick together for the party. Hillary's the only one who's actually got the chance to to beat the uh, GOP candidate. And on the flip side of that, obviously, Marcio, Mar Marcio, well. Uh, Rubio <laughs> is the GOP establishment's, you know, favorite person. They're the one that they they want in power, and so now that Cruz and and Trump obviously did well in super, on Super Tuesday, there's a lot of ads coming together now that are just basically bashing Trump and Cruz, trying to say, hey, you know, Rubio's really the only the only choice we have that can beat Hillary in November. So they try to get you to uh, to lose your faith in your candidate and, and try to go with the masses. You know, I think it's just hilarious that you see it every time, every election cycle and it's shit. All it is is brainwashing and people fall for it all the time. Well, I like this guy, but uh, he doesn't have a chance to win. So I'm going to just go ahead and vote with the masses. Yeah. I mean, when you see super Tuesday and the results from that, I think that definitely reinforces their message that he doesn't really have a chance, which is false in my mind. But yeah, the narrative's not accurate. If if you like, so I I had the opportunity, luckily for me, to vote in rural Texas on Super Tuesday. Um, <laughs> it's it's a very weird experience going to the poll and having because they force you to ask for the ballot, right? And <laughs> the the latest like Democrat Republican. And I go, Democrat. And I kid you not, I might have been the only person in the line that said Democrat. Um, so I, I go and grab the ballot and, and walk up to the little voting booth and whatnot. Um, first off, there's a significant kind of it, it, there are more people running than people that you know about. So everybody here probably listening to the podcast, all of us, we know of Bernie, we know of Hillary and we knew of O'Malley, and we knew of Webb. But there's like 10 people running for Democratic uh, nomination, and we we know of none of them, which is really strange. Yeah, I think some local people will run, or, yeah, I, I we had some weird ones on our ballot, too. And then, so, the, kind of that aside, um, you <clears throat> you end up voting... Really, if you're a Democrat in Texas, this is the only time where your vote matters. The rest of the time, it doesn't matter. So it's all relative into like, okay, so Hillary's got a lot of support in Texas. Doesn't matter. She's not winning Texas. Um, so it's, it's, I guess it's, it's a strange system, but getting back to it, Bill Clinton cheated. Definitely needed to uh, get reprimanded for it, and he won't. So I guess that's sort of how everybody feels on on the cast right boys 
Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't think he's going to face any consequences from this. And one of the main reasons is because the mayor of New Bedford was right alongside of him while he was doing one of these stump speeches, which was just insane. I guess really what it all boils down to is what exactly the definition of is is. <laughs> I mean, I'm <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> okay, we can all consider him an ass clown, and we'll go on to our next topic. Why don't you take us there, Brian? <laughs> no problem. So moving on from this, uh, you know, this awesome topic where uh, there's a lot of strong feelings and emotions right into this, you know, good-hearted, light, laugh-a-second laugh story that comes out of Oklahoma City, um, where the Chesapeake CEO, um, who was indicted on some really, really you know, pretty solid charges. Very serious um, charges. <laughs> very serious charges. The day after he was charged in federal court, right? Um, yep. He was in a deadly car crash, a single car accident yeah. in Oklahoma City. Yeah. He, Frank? So his name is Aubrey McClendon. Aubrey McClendon is widely known for, let's just call them interesting business practices. I personally think it's it's corrupt, but he's it's interesting. Um, so he he definitely got indicted on Friday. No, when was it? On Wednesday, and then on Thursday, he either drove himself into a bridge or was driven off the road into a bridge. The charges that he got accused of um, was essentially uh, rigging the bidding process for. Uh, land leases in in oil and gas you need a lease before you can drill on someone's land um that lease then pays out royalty uh to the owner of the land if you can get that lease for cheap and you can get royalty interest down you you obviously increase your margin of of the oil that you sell based on that guy's lease so what's happening is is the um or i guess what Aubrey McClendon is accused of is rigging that process um, making people believe or, or um, getting other companies not to bid um, in the lease process so that everybody could pay less because there wasn't competition and there wasn't demand for the person's land. So that happened. Um, he either got <clears throat> driven into the the bridge on, on Thursday. I tend to think he probably... Uh, went ahead and, and committed suicide. It has not been confirmed yet, so we don't want to speculate too hard. But based on the the history of McClendon and the history of his um, kind of wrongdoings, he also had a big run-in with the SEC that never got confirmed that people think might um, have been a part of this charge because the, the, the authorities, when the Department of Justice actually indicted him, indicated that <clears throat> they'll definitely be continuing the investigation and the investigation will drive towards um, kind of some of his past dealings. So I think he just probably decided that that was too much and, and ended it, but I'm not, obviously that's not been confirmed yet. So, well, I mean, I know Eminem had, Eminem had similar issues where he said the FCC. So let's go ahead and mix it up and, in his words, probably the SEC wouldn't let me be. So, so let, let me, me be me, me and, and let me see me drive into a bridge, and then I'll be the <laughs> I mean, is that good? He, yeah, it's Did good. In it's, uh, I think I'm more appalled by the reaction that some some of the leaders here in Oklahoma have had to this death than uh, really by leaders, the leaders. Bro, itself. you took some heat on Facebook this week, didn't you? Huh? You took some heat on social media this week, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, here's the, here's the thing, right? Like, Aubrey McClendon was a bad person. He was not a good human being. And if if you're actually going to come out and try to defend his business practices by saying he was a role model, I have a problem with that. He was not a role model. The man stole money from banks, ruined a, a lot of investors, and just because it's rich people doesn't make it any different, right? Like, if Bernie Madoff only specified his kind of, I guess, his his uh, Ponzi scheme on rich people, I'm sure no one would have very kind of very much feeling towards those rich people, but it's still wrong. 
And Aubrey McClendon is not a good human being. I know he did good in the community, but it was with money that had a lot of taint on it. There was no like. No, okay. Maybe. <laughs> uh, he just said taint. Um, but you don't des- you don't think that he deserved to die though, right? Never like, would I right. say he deserved to die. I I do. I just okay. simply think you don't defend a person when their actions are appalling like it's it's unfortunate he died i completely agree with that but he should have stood trial he should have testified the victims are the people i feel bad for here not arby mcclendon so let me get this straight are you saying that he should have taken more of a robin hood approach and stolen from the rich and gave to the poor no he shouldn't have stole money period (laughs) (laughs) okay all right on to the next topic that's what frank said um yeah, no, but you know, I I would like to get maybe a uh, well, since we're all in the same room, let's let's not do it too loud, but like a quiet slow clap for him getting being a key player for getting the Oklahoma City Thunder here to Oklahoma City. How about just a cheers? Okay, <laughs> fuck you guys, you're not clapping. Cheers, all right. here, here, cheers, here, here, here. cheers, to Aubrey. And I mean, and he did do civic good there, but I'm sorry, I can't defend a human that did what he did in the business world i can't do it he's he was not a good person period there's no kind of arguing well, uh, on that on that high note can we um since i'm not up there with you guys i can't see the the soldiers that are laid out up there on the table so uh can we get a quick None beer wounded. from None uh, wounded. up north tulsa way yeah i can start i've got uh i'm finishing my high life and i think what we need to do Let's probably all taste our stout in a cup because <laughs> we got plastic cups just in case they drop off since it's kind of late and we all had a couple. So I'm almost done. So let's taste our stout in a cup, everybody. I'll tell you what mine tastes like. I'm almost well, done with mine. While they're tasting, and I'll go ahead and pop my uh, my next beer open. It's a uh, home <sighs> brew that I put together probably about I don't know, five months ago, six months ago. Getting a little long in the tooth, so I'm gonna pour it and see how I how it comes out. But it's a uh, Belgian wit that I brewed with sage, coriander, lemon, grapefruit, and orange. That sounds amazing. So, nice coriander is always a good choice. So this beer comes in at like three point two percent alcohol. Oh, so it's a sipping beer. So I could sell it in Oklahoma like uh, grocery stores. Wow. Yes. <laughs> Smells awesome. So and let's see, he's got a nice nice head. Well, quickly, are you continuing your beer review, Brian? Sorry, oh. I don't want to interrupt. And it still tastes awesome. Good job, Brian. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> so it, I'll quickly right. just speak to my stout, and then we'll go around the around the horn to Parker and Villain. But um, it tastes bourbon barrel aged, um, but more, I think it's got more of a, a, a bite to it. There's a lot of caramel kind of, I guess aftertaste. I I really enjoy it. It's for as high alcohol content as it is. It's tasty, Parker. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be taking off my basketball shorts here soon. <laughs> um, <laughs> let me take another sip here. I mean, it is it's strong. I feel like I'm drinking a mixed drink beer. Um, I. I've actually got my microphone pop filter over over the top of my uh, plastic cup here because Francois keeps trying to put roofies in my beer. So, <laughs> uh, but no, it's good. It's very strong. It's coffee y, and it's certainly not something that I would drink on the reg. However, uh, since Frank was so kind to share with us all, I am going to drink it all because that's the kind of friend I am. It's good. A little strong for my taste. And again, my pantalones might be coming off shortly. So when you say like a mixed drink, um, are you talking like Smirnoff mixed drink? Or are you talking like Stonewall, no. Stillwater, special Bourbon. double bubble? Exactly. Just a very bourbon. stiff drink, yeah. Um, it, it's got a little bite to it, and I'm not used to that with a beer. Um, I kind of feel violated every time I drink it. Villain, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, it's a... Uh... You can literally smell the alcohol. Like if I stick my nose in the cup and take a whiff, it you can smell the alcohol coming off of this. That sounds delicious. It's pretty good though. 
I do. I, I do taste the uh, caramel that he's talking about. It's pretty good. So this uh, lends me a pretty nice uh, segue into the plug um, that I was going to do. Um, so any of you listeners who found us based on the fact that we have beer in our name, um, feel free to follow us and friend us on Untapped, uh, where we post all of our kind of ratings and our uh, beers that we drink on the podcast. Um, if you're already on Untapped, you can go ahead and search for our username, which is No Beer Left Behind Cast at Untapped. Um, and then also be sure to follow us on all of our other social media sites, Twitter and Instagram at No Beer Left Behind Cast. And then facebook.com backslash no beer left behind. And then don't forget to hit us up on our website to find all of our downloads is no beer left behind.com. And one last thing, so, watch out watch out for the shirts to post this week. We'll have uh, several shirt giveaways oh. this week, so be ready for the Oh, you mean the straight fire that we've oh, got man, in the shirts in the shirt? Awesome. Column? Yeah, these are really cool. I mean, if there was any a time to hit a reggae horn, it would have been now, but Frank just let that slide right on by. So kind of like I was on episode. mute. <laughs> I couldn't figure out how oh to get off God. mute. I'm sorry. <laughs> Speaking of the uh, shirts, let me get a quick quick plug here for Silverstone Prince in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. If you need any decals or T-shirts or anything, go see Juliet Silverstone Prince in Broken Arrow. Awesome. Website That's- or no? I don't know. Just use Google. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> Google.com. <laughs> we'll try to post a link to That's the website. Right. Uh, but yeah, I saw a uh, quite um, sensual picture that was taken of Parker maybe uh, preparing some meats, I guess, uh, that I cannot wait to see on social media. So, All right, sure. guys. I did a quick Google search. It's just SilverstonePrints.com. <laughs> Thanks, Villem. Well, That's why you're the resident tech guru. <laughs> yeah, all it takes to be a tech guru in this group is to be able to Google good. So we'll take <laughs> Google good. Yeah, <laughs> we'll take applications if Villem hurts his toe again. So, all right, and when we when we post the shirts, we will definitely link back. And I don't know if they have social media accounts, but we'll tag them. Oh yeah, she does for Shark. We'll we'll turtly do that. So, um, I mean, I was kind of leading in a little bit with injuries and maybe a little bit of blood from Willem's toe last week. Real quick, do you want to give an update on your foot? Is it, uh, is it septic or have they had to remove it below the knee or? Uh, no gangrene. Uh, it feels really good actually. So, uh, so this happened literally, yeah, a week ago today. The anniversary is right now. This is the anniversary, yeah. About 2 a.m. tonight will be the anniversary. And it feels good, though. It's uh, it's completely healed. I'm, I still limp, but only because I don't want to flex the toe and rip the stitches out. But as far as pain goes, like, I can totally put weight on it, everything just fine. That's are, good. You having, are you having any flashbacks? <laughs> uh, <laughs> honestly, like, I had a little bit of PTSD that next day where, like, <laughs> I would think about... Like, I would see the bloody napkins and things laying around and, like, think about what had happened and just cringe like none other. I don't know that that's PTSD, Willem. Like, he's really, well, he's it's really like these a weird... serious disease quite short. It's Listen, <laughs> right. listen. No, wait, that's on, not on. what I no. meant. Okay. You is, know what I meant. Is this, Wait, hold on. God damn it, I gotta say this. Is that... Post-traumatic stress disorder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, thank you. Reggae horn. <laughs> God, he's missing left and right tonight. It's oh, the it's, muting. It's, so <laughs> it's really difficult. No, that, Frank, I'm looking at your mic. It's not muted. Are you manually? I muting am. It? Oh my God, that's why we can't have nice things, folks. Yeah, he's muting it on the mic. Well, you know who didn't mute on the mic is the construction worker in Los Angeles who this week found, let's just say, a key artifact in a case that's about 20 years old now. Um, During the deconstruction of O.J. Simpson's old property, um, a knife was uncovered. um, (laughs) Approximately 20 years ago. (laughs) 
Guys, he doesn't have very many friends. Just bear with him. What are we talking about, OJ or Frank? <laughs> Both. <laughs> but seriously, guys, OJ probably killed his wife, and the the knife was buried in the ground in his old house. Uh, and this is all alleged and uh, news that came up this you know this last Friday. Um, but you know. With the O.J. Simpson, like, American Crime Story on FX right now, and it being almost 20 years, or over 20 years from the verdict that was that was rendered, and really and truly the first trial that turned this country into, like, a, like a media-hungry, like, machine, just wanting to know all the gory details of all the murder trials that are on, that are happening currently, um... This knife being excavated is actually kind of a big deal. Does anybody think that anything that uh, that anything big will come out of this, or is it just kind of nonsense? I don't. I don't know the law. I'm not a lawyer, but um, no I shit. Mean, him <laughs> murder doesn't have a statute of limitations. Murder, she wrote. No, no it doesn't. No, no. However, um, if you have ever seen that shitty movie with is it. Winona Judd or something called Double Jeopardy. Sure. Uh, you say Winona? Or whatever her name is. Ashley Judd, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> been, been grilling and drinking tonight, guys. Uh, double Jeopardy? I mean, can Grilling's you... Grilling's got me be, fucked up. Can you be tried twice for the same crime? Like... Uh, no, no, this was my question too. Actually, you cannot. Yeah, I was gonna say that's that's why OJ had two tr- separate trials. He had one civil trial, and then he had one uh, other trial or something like general trial. It's called a criminal like trial, suit. Brian. A criminal trial. There it is. That's the word I was looking for. Thanks. I've been drinking tonight. So yeah, that's why he got tried twice and was found innocent in one and no contest in the other, right? Yeah, no, I mean, the new evidence doesn't mean anything. It's just interesting to, uh, yeah, so I I think it's pretty obvious he killed her, is what I'm trying to say here. Like, we all know it, and he's in jail for, what was Something it? Something else. He's, yeah, robbery. No, he decided to go. Robbery. He's, he went to go steal back his old USC memorabilia in Vegas, which is right. ridiculous. So he's in there for that, supposedly, but he got, like, a particularly harsh sentence, and everyone's pretty sure that it's because of this past injustice. I just enjoy that the uh, the construction worker that found it, it was like a, a folding uh, buck knife, if you're familiar. Um, he goes out to the road, and there happens to be a LAPD officer who's off-duty at the time driving by, and he says, hey, officer, I found this. He gives it to this officer. The officer doesn't say shit about it, takes it home, and uh, many years later, he's looking to frame it, and then it gets brought up that, oh, shit, this came from the O.J. Simpson property. Like, really? He didn't think to turn that into evidence? I, I mean... It's the LAPD, again, not Parker. It, probably... it is the LAPD. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, if it had been John Bonet, that shit would have come out right away. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's right. the fact that we're only finding out that she's Katy Perry now is insulting. Yeah, O.J. <laughs> doesn't have shit on Katy Perry. Last call okay. reference. Go to well, so, hashtag last call only last call things is that what it is <laughs> yep. right. so yeah. i i have a bit of a we'll just call it a drunken conspiracy that i'd like to bring up so follow me on this if you will and see if maybe you can kind of connect follow. the dots for me anywhere that i'm following. missing it's about five okay, steps good. it's pretty not too far the kardashians are behind everything that is wrong with with america Okay, and here's here's how this happens. Okay, so the oh, and I guess you could just go ahead and straight up say that the Kardashians equal Illuminati, and here's why. So anytime that a Kardashian gets involved with any men, but it, 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 you, you'll see where I'm going. They either turn them into you, murderers, really get them locked up, or turn far, them. By the way, this has been great. Okay, fine. So. <laughs> 
the Kardashians are behind OJ Simpson, right? Like they like oh BFFs with OJ with the juice, getting all that taken care of. Dude got allegedly framed for murder. We all know he yeah. did it. Then he gets off trial for that. He gets locked back up. What uh, twenty something years later yep. for robbery charges and gets his Heisman Trophy taken away. Yep. Fast forward about fifteen years when Kim Kardashian's hooking up with Reggie Bush, yep. and he happens to get his Heisman Trophy Uh-oh. taken Uh-oh. away. And Coincidence? I think not. No, I don't. Now I don't. follow me. Even I'm following. Is Kanye getting his music ability taken away? Also, well, wait. I'm, I'm just. Just wait, because he's getting tied in here in a second, in the second part of this. So all the men that are romantically and uh, romantically involved and end up marrying a Kardashian end up becoming women, i.e. Oh, my God. What's his face? (laughs) Bruce Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner, Jenner, you mean? Yeah, Bruce Jenner turns into Caitlyn Jenner. And if you look back, Jenner may not be... Dime piece. Well, she's not romantically... She's not hooked up with anyone yet, but when they do, they'll become a woman. Because if you look at what Kim Kardashian has done to <laughs> our man Tyler Perry, a man of God, he acts. He just acts. In, he acts in movies with with uh, himself. Kim Kardashian mostly himself. Well, no, with, with Kim Kardashian after that movie that he that it's a real shitty movie that he did with her. Then he starts dressing up as Medea. Yep. A an old black woman, yeah. and I think he really kind of loses himself in those characters, and doesn't really know if he's a man or a woman. Loses his mind. You're right. He's got his own form of Tyler oh. Perry P- PTSD, <laughs> and legitimately loses his mind. Similar to our man Kanye West, has he thinks he's a, a fashion mogul. Yeah, no, or he, something he's delusional like, in in every sense of the word. If he had a Heisman Trophy, they would be taking it away from him right mm-hmm. now. Kardashians equal Illuminati. Brian out. That's all I'm going to say. What a wrap. That's fantastic. Brian, wow. I, everybody nice. appreciates that whole bit. I mean, that was about, what, three minutes too long, boys? You can talk about I, I think what I took <laughs> nah, from that's that. Right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think what I took from his whole spiel, I, I appreciate your conspiracy theory. You put a lot of thought into that. That clearly did not just come up right now, but... <laughs> No, no, no. First <laughs> You've been thinking about that on the pot all this week at work. Um, anyhow, I think what I mainly took from it, and everybody else here, I'm going to go ahead and address the elephant in the room. Would you guys, for $6 million, entertain the idea of sleeping with Caitlyn Jenner? For $6 million? I'm just Six? saying... I'm just saying. I think that's what Brian was Hashtag getting. Hashtag Parker likes the D. <laughs> the, the D's not there anymore, Frank. Oh no, the D is very much still there. No, the D disappeared, Brian. No, it hasn't. That's their last choice to make. Yeah, no. and also she's too busy backing up like Rubio or Ted Cruz, Cruz, one of the two Republican Ted Cruz. Okay. who is like so anti tra like LGBT. It's wait, it's- so but but so she's still a Republican now. Oh, a hardcore. Not even just a little. She wants Cruz to appoint her as the trans ambassador. And the trans community is like, please don't do that. (laughs) She is Uh, nuts deep in Ted Cruz. I love that we are all using the correct gender pronoun. That is just, you know. Because we're progressive. We are so goddamn progressive. It's just great. (laughs) Um, So, okay, so the D didn't disappear. Maybe the D is duct taped. Um Still, let's get back to what I'm what I thought Brian was really getting at. <laughs> Six million dollars. <laughs> um You go first, Parker. You go first. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Walk us through your rationale here. Okay, six million dollars could buy you a lot. It's um, a lot of money. If you if you invested it appropriately, diversified your What portfolio. would your first diversification strategy be, Parker? Probably a psychologist to get rid no, of No, Parker the, would probably the buy the Warren Theater across the street. I No, I would probably uh, invest in, I don't know, Domino's or... Aubrey McClendon. They're, they're obviously pulling that thing back state. from the grave. <laughs> I, yeah, maybe Chesapeake Energy. Maybe Chesapeake <laughs> 
would you buy the Devon building in downtown Oklahoma oh, City? Oh, what an investment that would be. That'd be a hell of a deal if I could get a $1 billion building for six mil. Yeah. Just Absolutely. wait a couple weeks. Yeah, just wait a couple fine. weeks. I'll be bankrupt before you know it. That would be well worth one night in Bangkok. <laughs> oh, my God. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> uh, all in all, I mean, just sleeping with him? Yeah. Dude. Yeah, okay. I would sleep next to the man slash woman. In No, okay. So here's where here's where I have you ever hung around old people for any length of time? <laughs> yeah, I used to date a seventy year old back in high school. Well, good. So you know about the smells that come off old people and old people's skin. Sure. Ah. God, it smells like a Reuben sandwich anytime they start like <laughs> It's got like a heat behind it. Yeah. No, it definitely you could feel it. And not to mention he's got some old nuts just stuck to his leg. Oh god. Done with this conversation. Yeah, let's go to our final topic here, Brian. Yeah. I think that was our final topic. Let's Brian, wrap it up. Brian, that was that was disgusting that you would even bring that up in your conspiracy theory. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, gang. Well, we've had fun this evening discussing, uh, obviously, a variety of topics. Um, if you've got any ideas for other topics we can uh, discuss, maybe some less controversial topics uh don't don't forget to hit us up at no beer left behind cast at gmail.com um you can also post to our reddit page uh no beer left behind cast um also on facebook.com backslash no beer left behind check the check us out there where we have links to itunes as well as some uh cool pictures that we post throughout the week also, on our Twitter, we have our nonsensical rants that we have that uh, are posted from our uh, inner group chat that we do. So it's always some fun stuff that gets posted up there. Um, as well as Instagram. Both of those Twitter and Instagrams are at NoBeerLeftCast. Um, you'll also see some uh, pretty rockalicious photos that are posted there no nambla feeds on twitter or instagram just awesome just straight heat also check out our website for any of our t-shirt giveaways that we have and uh as always a big shout out to david ray for our outro music and our intro music as for brian this week i'm out see you everybody Peace out. subscribe Later, straight heat be sure to subscribe